Hello, and welcome to Auntie Sandy's Storyland. Please join us at our new home on the Lotus Prison Network at patreon.com. Our story for today is... Grandpa's Farm by James Flora. Do you know my grandpa? He lives on a farm. It's the first farm beyond Blue Beaver Pond. It has a big barn and a nice house. Horses and cows live in the barn, and Grandma and Grandpa live in the house. Grandpa is very tall. He is almost as tall as the trees. Sometimes, tired birds sit on his head. I suppose they think he's a tree that's lost all its leaves in a storm. Grandpa just lets them sit there. He even feeds them worms and bugs if he happens to be digging. My grandpa is very nice to animals and boys, too. When I sit on Grandpa's lap, his beard tickles the top of my head. Only he says it isn't really his beard. It's his eyebrows. Years ago, I didn't have any hair on my chin, Grandpa said. I just had big bushy eyebrows. And along came the big wind of 34. That wind was so strong it blew my eyebrows all the way down to my chin. That's the same wind that brought the big blue barn, Grandpa pointed with his big finger. But that's a long windy story. I'll tell it to you some other time. Now, Grandpa, I begged, please tell me now. Very well, Grandpa said. I will if you'll just turn the page. The Big Wind of 34 When Grandma and I first came to the farm, there was no barn, just a house. We were very poor and couldn't afford to build a barn. We had a cow, and she had to sleep outside. She didn't like that at all. On cold days, she would get so angry that she wouldn't give us any milk. We tried to explain to the cow how sorry we were, but she wouldn't listen. When a cow gets good and mad, she just won't listen to anybody. Then one day in 1934, the wind started to blow. Oh my, how it did blow. Hotter and hotter until it blew all the leaves off the trees. Stronger and stronger until it blew the trees away, too. I had to tie down the cow. She would have been carried away. Even so, she sailed around in the sky like a big cow kite. I never seen such a strong wind in my whole life. I had just finished digging a deep well in the backyard. I had to dig it down 40 feet, and that was hard work. Well, that wind huffed and puffed until it blew that well right out the ground and carried it away. I never did see it again. That made me so mad, I ran out the house and threw a big chunk of firewood at the wind. It must have hurt him. It must have made him stop and think how mean he was being to Grandma and me, because the next thing I saw was a big blue barn sailing through the air. It swished over the house and settled down where you see it now. It was a good barn, but it didn't have any doors, so I shouted, Hi, wind, you forgot the doors. That old wind turned right around and blew back to wherever he had come from. In no time at all, I could hear him coming back. Sure enough, he had the doors for the barn, and he even fetched the pigeon house you see on the top. When the wind had gone, I went out and looked at that fine barn. It was just what I wanted. The only trouble was that it had settled on our cow's tail and broke it off. That made me very sad, but Grandma said not to worry. She said she had cow salve that would fix everything. But that's another story which I will tell you someday. Tell me now, Grandpa, I begged. Please tell me now. Very well, Grandpa said. I'll tell you now if you just turn the page. 
Grandma's cow salve. I've never seen such a fine salve as Grandma's cow salve. She rubbed some of it on the place where the cow's tail had broken off. The very next day, the cow was growing a new tail. Grandma picked up the cut-off tail and rubbed some salve on it, too. Do you know what happened? A new cow started growing onto the old tail. In no time at all, we had two cows instead of one. Then Grandma rubbed some salve on all the tree stumps left over from the big wind. New trees started to grow. That salve could have made anything grow. I remember one time when we bought a new car. We didn't have a garage, so I chose a big watermelon in our garden. I rubbed some salve on it. A few days later, it was so big that I cut a door in it and scooped out the insides. I drove the car inside and used it as a garage for more than a year. That salve worked so well on watermelons that I thought I'd put just a dab on a cornstalk. Whoosh! That cornstalk grew so fast that it knocked me over. Our pig Wilfred was chewing on an ear of corn, and before he could open his jaws to let go, he was high in the air and going higher. He squealed with fright. I ran and got my axe. I tried to chop down that corn stalk, but I couldn't do it. It was growing so fast I could never chop it twice in the same place. Up and up and up it grew. Finally, I couldn't hear Wilfred squeal anymore. He must have stopped squealing and started eating because the corn cobs started to drop. All summer long, Wilfred was up there eating corn and dropping cobs on our heads. Grandma and I had to wear dishpans on our heads whenever we went out. When summer was over, the corn stalk stopped growing and Wilfred climbed down. He had eaten so much that he weighed over a thousand pounds. Biggest pig I have saw. It's a good thing he did get fat. It's very cold high up there in the sky. He would have frozen stiff without all that fat to keep him warm. Of course, he froze stiff in that terrible winter of 36. Twice as much fat wouldn't have kept him warm that winter. But that's another story which I'll tell you some other time, Grandpa said. Tell me now, Grandpa. Please tell me now, I begged. I don't mind if I do, Grandpa said. And I will if you will just turn the page. The Terrible Winter of 36 It got cold very early that year, Grandpa said. By Thanksgiving, it was so cold that our shadows froze on the ground and lay there all winter. Even the icicles were shivering. Grandma used to bring them in by the fire at night. It got colder and colder until at Christmas time, all of the candles on the Christmas tree froze and we couldn't blow them out. They burned all winter long. It got so cold finally that when Grandma and I talked to each other, our words froze. We had to try to fry them in the frying pan to hear what we were talking about. Then the fire in the stove froze too and we couldn't cook any more words. Grandma and I had to wait until summer came before we could hear what we had talked about all winter. After the new year, it got even colder, and the clouds froze and fell down with terrible thumps. Grandma and I didn't go out of the house after that. It was too dangerous to walk around on those big, slippery, lumpy clouds. It's just as well we didn't because it got so cold that even gravity froze. You know what gravity is, don't you? Gravity is the force that makes everything that goes up fall back to the ground. When you throw a ball up in the air, gravity makes it come back down so you can catch it. Well, that winter, everything that was up didn't come down. It just froze up there where it happened to be. You could look up to the sky and see birds with their wings spread, but they weren't moving. They just hung there in the sky all winter long. People tell me that over in Big Sneeze country, a hunter shot at a bear just as the bear jumped at him. At that very moment, gravity froze. The bear was frozen in the air and so were the bullets and the hunter. All winter long, they stared at each other, frozen in the same spot. The bear stared at the bullet and the hunter stared at the bear for three whole months.
When warm weather finally came, the man thawed out first. He grabbed that bullet out of the air and put it back in his gun. Then he ran home as fast as he could. I never did hear what happened to the bear. All of our horses and cows and pigs were frozen stiff. I built big bonfires under them, but it didn't do any good. They were so cold that they didn't thaw out for two years. Everything was frozen but Grandma's little hatchy hen. Grandma had kept the hen in the house all winter. It was a good thing she did because that little hatchy hen saved the whole farm the very next summer. But that's another story which I'll tell you some other day. Please tell me now, Grandpa, I begged. Please tell me about the little hatchy hen. I don't mind if I do, Grandpa said. I'll tell you now if you'll just turn the page. The Little Hatchy Hen Grandma's little hen laid lots of eggs and then she would hatch them. There was nothing she liked better than sitting on eggs and hatching them out. She was a very good hatcher. No matter what kind of eggs you put in her nest, she would hatch them. She could hatch chicken, duck, geese, turtles, bluebirds, ostriches, and once she hatched a bald eagle. One time, Grandma spilled some flour in the nest and I'll be hornswoggled if that little hatchy hen didn't hatch a loaf of bread. That's how we found out that hatchy hen could hatch out almost anything you put in her nest. First, we put a doorknob under her, and what do you know, she hatched out a brand new front door with a window and ruffle curtains and a coat of red paint. We put an old alarm clock in Hatchy Hen's nest, and she hatched out 12 wristwatches. Grandma and I gave them away for Christmas. Whenever Grandma needed a new dress, she would put some buttons and thread in the nest. First thing you knew, the little red hen would hatch out the prettiest new dress you ever did see. There didn't seem to be anything that little hen couldn't hatch. If you put a spark plug in a steering wheel under her, she would hatch out a fine new automobile or tractor. Once, Hatchy Hen found some boards and nails. She put them in her nest and hatched out a whole new hen house for herself. She was a very handy hen to have around the farm. Of course, we could never be sure just what Hatchy Hen would hatch out of certain things. Once when Grandma was gone on a trip, she needed a new trunk for her clothes. So she put a little cigar box under Hatchy Hen and said, Now hatch me a nice new trunk. Hatchy Hen hatched her trunk all right, but it wasn't the kind of trunk Grandma wanted. It was an elephant's trunk with a whole elephant attached to it. Grandma used it anyway, said it was better than a regular clothes trunk. Another time I remember, I had stacks and stacks of corn to take to market, but I had no way to carry them there. I thought how nice it would be to have a railroad train of my own. So I put a bell and a whistle and an old smokestack in Hatchy Hen's nest. I waited and waited, and she hatched and hatched. The nest got bigger and bigger, and I was sure she was hatching a train, but she didn't. Do you know what she hatched? A steamboat, and we live a hundred miles from the nearest river. I never did get to use that steamboat. The best thing Hatchy Hen ever did was the time she saved the whole farm. One dark night, Grandma and I woke up, and we could hear Hatchy Hen shouting, Cut, 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 cut. We looked out of the window. The barn was on fire. I ran out and turned on the hose to sprinkle the fire. The hose was too short. The water wouldn't reach the fire. The barn would surely burn. Grandma ran in the house and got Hatchy Hen. She filled the nest with spaghetti and put the hen on top. Now hatch, little hen, she said, hatch in a hurry. Hatchy Hen settled down in the nest and started to hatch. She hatched so hard that her feathers stood up and her eyes turned bright green. In a minute or two, she hopped off the nest. And what do you think she hatched out of that spaghetti? Fire hose. 200 feet of fire hose. I hitched it to the faucet and put out the fire. And that's how Hatchy Hen saved the farm. 
she'd be here right now hatching out toys and boots for you if we hadn't lost her in the big snow 44. But that's another story which I will tell you some other time. Tell me now, Grandpa, I begged. Please tell me about the big snow. I can't, Grandpa said. There aren't any more pages in this book. I looked, and sure enough, Grandpa was right. There weren't any more pages in this book. I'll just have to wait until Grandpa goes to the page store and gets more pages. Then I can hear about the big snow of 44. I hope he hurries. That is the end of our story for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join our exclusive Storyland membership on the Lotus Prison Network to get special appreciation bonuses and rewards as a valued member of our listener team. To join our membership, go to patreon.com forward slash the Lotus Prison Network. For those who like the book we read today and would like to purchase it, please click the link in the description. Follow our Facebook page so you can find us on all your favorite social media and share with your family and friends. Thank you for your support. We'll see you next time on Auntie Sandy's Storyland.